Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox Starks. Hey guys, I am going to start off with a little bit of news. Normal, regular, everyday news. You have no doubt heard this already. Unless you're on a news diet, which usually I am on a news-free diet. I only listen to the comedians that are usually talking about the government and the president. Um, It's the only way I can take it. I I can't handle it unless it is (laughs) with a hefty dose of humor because CNN, in my opinion, stands for constantly negative news. (laughs) Not my joke. I actually... Got that from T. Harv Ecker directly when I met him in Denver, Colorado years ago. So I'm on a pretty news, pretty much news-free diet <laughs> overall. I uh, don't want to, I, I just don't want to fill my energy field with it. I don't want to have it in my mind or whatever. And so I'm glad that I missed this news story the first time around. Trevor Noah reported on it today. And it was the rest of the story. And I'm only going to talk about this once because I think it's kind of important and it's a good lesson for all of us. When we see something on the news, we have a knee jerk or trigger reaction to it a lot of times and we get angry immediately and we fill ourselves up with hate and rage for the side that is opposing to our own views. But Trevor Noah did a really heartfelt look, a real look at what happened this past week when a teenage boy was acting all smug and high and mighty in front of a native elder. And that video clip went viral. People acted negatively. And they didn't know the rest of the story. They didn't know what happened beforehand. Now, I am part Cherokee. My grandpa grew up on the reservation. I mean, you know, in Arkansas, Arkansas side. I I mean, I know that that would be the side that I normally should be on. Well, I didn't know about this in time. And I'm glad I didn't because this is what had happened for real. The kids wearing the uh, Trump supporter hats, the MAGA Make America Great Again hats, had been there in a peaceful protest. I can't believe I'm standing up for Trump supporters right now. But they were teenage kids. These are kids. 
They're caught up in their parents' politics. They haven't gone out into the world yet to really see all of the issues and heard all of the sides of the coin. When I was 17, I worked for Ronald Reagan on his campaign. I wasn't old enough to vote for him, but I worked for the man, okay? So, you know, when you're a kid, you you get caught up in your parents' ideals. So I don't blame any teenagers for anything they do or say, to be honest. So, you know, when it comes to this kind of thing. These kids had been taunted. They were called all kinds of horrible things by a fringe and real strange uh, religious group before that video was taken. And they took it. They stood there and took it, and they didn't do anything. They didn't do anything for a long time. Finally, someone said the wrong thing, and it had been too much. It was a straw that broke the camel's back. So the kids started freaking out. Of course, of course, they're being personally attacked. They were being bullied by adults. And... It was not pretty. It was really horrible, the things that were being said to these kids. One of the kids got angry, took off his shirt, and they started screaming. And while they were there yelling at this fringe, crazy, uh, religious fanatic group, that's when the Native American elder got in the face of this boy and started playing his drum really loudly at this boy and the only thing that was shown on the news for the past several days was this kid with this smug smile on his face like what a jerk the kid is but when in reality it was a native man being a jerk to this kid after this other group completely unrelated to the natives were hurling these horrible calling them inbreds in you know that they're a result of inbreeding and that's why they support Trump and all this horrible I mean it got worse it got ugly muy feo <laughs> muy muy feo very very ugly it was horrible so I think that this is a good lesson for everybody <sighs> we're trying to stay away from the news we're trying to stay away from it someone hands us a cell phone with a little picture or video clip of something and we lose our footing we lose our spiritual hold on the fifth dimensional vibes we're trying to create we lose a little bit of our happiness we allow other people to rob us of our peace for why for what first of all does it really matter in the grand scheme of things thousands of years from now that one teenager had a smug look on his face. Not really, not really. To be honest, I'm kind of proud of this kid, not because he supports Trump or he, you know, had that look on his face, but in the face of all the crap going on, he did not come back with racial slurs that were being hurled at him in the first place. He did not come back with bad words or evil or violence. He just stood there smiling. Maybe this kid is a future saint. What do you think? 
<laughs> it's a trick question because we are all future saints. But we're not quite there yet. I know I'm not. So we all have crap to work on. We all are working on our crap. You know, we're always working on it. Now, I know that I am a twin flame. I am ready for my twin flame relationship. I'm ready for him to come into my life. I know that I'm done with all of my karmic soulmate relationships. But that doesn't mean I don't have stuff to work on. We all have stuff to work on. And a lot of it is just, like I said a couple times now this week, we're trying to shake it off our boots, shaking the dust off our boots of this crummy little town. (laughs) To, To paraphrase an amazing line from It's a Wonderful Life. Because you see, guys, we're trying to get to that wonderful life. It's not going to happen when we have a hatred towards teenagers. It's not going to happen when we have a hatred towards people who support an opposing view to us. You know, we have to start seeing things in a holistic perspective with a holistic viewpoint. And we have to see everything through love goggles, baby, not beer goggles. <laughs> Although sometimes that can help. <laughs> Rum goggles. <laughs> oh, God. That <laughs> we really have to start. We need to start taking a couple breaths before we make a snap judgment, before we rush to have that knee jerk reaction. Because do you know that when you're angry, it actually. It, when you're angry, it actually affects your system. It actually affects your system for 24 hours. You literally poison yourself for 24 hours if you remain angry, especially if you're raging angry for one hour. So I wanted to I wanted to actually talk about something else today but you know what this is like super important so I wanted to uh go over this for a little bit because it's so 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 important This is so important Take a deep breath when you hear something you don't like Try to be empathetic, even if you're not an empath like I am. Try to see it from the other person's perspective. You know, this is why, unfortunately, I've had too many bad relationships that lasted too long. Because I saw it from their perspective and I had compassion and love for them. But I have learned my lesson in that (laughs) I don't have to have dinner with these people. I could love them from a distance. I don't need a relationship with them anymore. But the the news has a way of twisting and turning us in the wind. 
And if we're not holding steadfast to the ground, we will blow away as if we've been hit by a tornado. The news can really screw with us. And a case in point is a friend of mine was traveling. She was living on the East Coast and she went from her little town that was pretty conservative to another town that was not conservative or maybe it's vice versa. I can't remember now. It was a couple years ago. And she got a newspaper, a USA Today from the exact same day. And she took photographic evidence of this, that USA Today actually puts out different inflammatory statements that will upset the conservatives with a, with a, a non-conservative statement or vice versa. And it does this to divide people. And when you're divided, you're sucked back into the third dimensional world where the duality is extreme. The polar opposites were not all that opposite before. And then they got extreme Especially, I noticed this during um, George Bush Jr.'s, um, you know, W, W's uh, reign of terror. <laughs> oh, man. So I noticed that the polar opposites were so extreme that people stopped talking to their friends who they were able to handle before. Oh, well, you're just a this or I'm just a that or, you know me, I'm a tree hugger and, you know, you're a conservative, blah, blah, blah. But before everything was kind of okay. We all still kind of loved each other and got along, right? But when the war in Iraq broke out, Everyone started getting so angry and the polar opposites came more clear and it was necessary. Okay. I'm not going to say this wasn't a necessary step in our evolutionary progress as human beings because it was God bless W honestly, I'd probably hug this guy and kiss him on the cheek and light up a big old doobie and smoke it with him right now. If I could. Because if it wasn't for his politics, the whole world would not have united in anger against him. And we, re, we united. That was the point. We united. He was a foemate to all of the whole world. That and if you go back and watch all of his clips and you see how red his eyes are, this guy was high as F. <laughs> and if you look at it from a perspective that this guy was a stone cold stoner the whole freaking time he was in office, it might be a little disgusting for you to see that clearly. But when I noticed this a few months ago, I was like, ah, yeah. All right. (laughs) He was a stoner. I don't think he wanted to really truly be there. He didn't know what the heck he was doing. You know, Someone had asked him what his favorite childhood story was. He said, the little hungry caterpillar. The book was only a couple years old when he said 
And then his his mom had this whole pro reading thing. I mean, this guy was such a stoner. He made himself look more and more stupid every time he opened his mouth. And what's really funny is I've seen interviews with him since, and he's like not as dumb. <laughs> I think he was high the whole presidency. It's kind of weird. But I used to hate him. I used to spend a great deal of time hating him, hating his policies, hating that the fact that the war in the whole world is hating us. And then I realized the whole world didn't hate us. They just hated him because the world realized that the American people are different than the person in office, which is no different now. Actually, the greater majority did not vote for the guy in office now, did they? Nope. <laughs> it's because the the districting and the structure of the way the voting and the, oh my God, it's just too much. It's just too much. But I don't know. I mean, this Native American who got in the face of a teenager and then the cameras turned on just at that moment, you know, that told one story, but when you step back and you see the moments leading up to that from a different perspective, from a different cell phone, this was taken. Huh. A lot of times you just got to stand back. You got to rewind. You got to go back a little ways and see a greater perspective. Why is that so necessary? First of all, the, these people will take it from you. They'll take your joy, your love, your peace. They'll replace it with anger, fear, and hatred. And they'll drag you back down to their level. We can't allow that to happen as individuals. We cannot allow that as light workers to happen to us. Not as a group, you know. Not if it's the Archons, which I think are like the little gray aliens that are supposedly very evil. <laughs> to the the draconians I've heard of you know oh, oh my god be afraid be afraid no you don't got to be afraid of nobody you don't have to be afraid of anybody of anything you don't have to be afraid at all you just have to love because the opposite end of love is not hate if you have a, a, a stick in your hand and the right side is love the, the left side is not hate it's fear. So they always say there's a thin line between love and hate. And sure, that could be true. You know, you could be in a relationship with someone and love them with all your heart. Then they do something and you just, just want to punch their head through a wall or something. You know, you get violent thoughts and you're like, oh, my God, that's not me. I'm a pacifist. What the heck? You know, they just push you and push you and push you and you snap. <sighs> you know, and that's what narcissists do. Narcissists do that to us all the time. You know, um, narcissists will do one thing and say another. And then when you react to it, they'll come back at you with something. Oh, I didn't, that never happened. That's not true. And they'll gaslight you. They think they're better than everybody else and they, everything in their world is great. They're perfect. They're fine. It's you that has a problem and make you doubt yourself. They'll say things 
to you that will make you just wait. Am I? Did I? Wow. Wow. And they make you feel guilty because you are self-reflective and they're not. It's easy to be in a bad relationship with somebody when you're a light worker and you're an empath and you're a very loving, compassionate and forgiving person. See, so I'm not going to go into all this stuff about narcissism. I will actually do a show on it because it seems to be so prominent in the light worker community, in the spiritual community. But to be honest with you, once you start educating yourself on it, you will be able to shield yourself from all negative relationships. You know, if you, if you went like my, my, um, oldest kid, we all learned a technique from an amazing lady in Chico and she taught us how to use the power of our consciousness to go into the mind of somebody else. And you don't just invade someone's mind. You knock on a door. You imagine there's some kind of a housing structure or an office or something and you knock on the door and if they allow you in, you could go in and sit down on the couch inside their brain or their mind. It's not really their brain, obviously. And you could kind of, uh, Look around, see what's there. What's the art like? Is there art? What's the lighting light? Is there light? Or is it all darkness? And my oldest one day decided that'd be fun to do to uh, the president of the United States, the recent one, one we have now. She went into his head and it's like he's, the energy of it was like he was skipping through fields of daisies. He's not high, he's not drunk, he doesn't do drugs or anything, but he loves himself so much that he doesn't see anything wrong with what he's doing. He thinks he's great. He's not trying to be an asshole. He's not trying to be smug. He's not trying to be a jerk. He just thinks he's right. He just thinks he's great. Probably because his parents told him that. He probably didn't grow up with consequences. He probably didn't grow up putting his nose in the corner for saying a wrong word to someone or doing something that would be considered lying, cheating, or stealing from another person. I don't know about that. I can't confirm it. But it seems to me that a person that doesn't have any consequences at all for their actions and no one ever really pays attention to them much and they think they're great because how would they think they're anything but great? So he has an amazing self-esteem. He's got a positive attitude. He thinks he's the best. And the music that's playing is like elevator music. It's like super happy, positive, uplifting elevator music inside his mind. Go ahead and try it. Honestly, if you guys could go, you you take a few deep breaths. I'm going to give you the technique right now because I want to know. <coughs> excuse me. I want to know if you guys do this. If you're able to uh, <coughs> go inside the minds of any world leaders, anybody. You know, knock on the door if they let you in. Otherwise, don't, don't bother. Um, you could get a headache from it and they can get a headache from it and you just go in there for a few minutes to see what's going on in there 
what the heck is going on? So you take a couple deep breaths. You have the drain beneath your feet. You allow all of your negativity to leave your body. Fill yourself with the positive white light of the universe. God, goddess, whatever you want to call it. And fill your heart with love. Imagine the most love you've ever felt times it by a thousand. Spread that all around you in every direction. All the four directions, the directions in between the four directions, top and bottom, all around. Like a big ball of white, beautiful, loving light. And then you imagine that you are at a door that is guarding that person's mind. You knock on the door three times and you wait. They'll come to the door. They'll either let you in or tell you to get lost. If they let you in, say, I just want to come in for a couple minutes. I'm not going to intrude. I'm not going to try to force you to think my way or anything like that. I just want to know about you and you keep an open mind and you just observe. And then when you're done, you leave their mind, you shut their door. You don't want to stay in there because you'll get a headache and so will they. And you thank them for the opportunity to see their side, their perspective from their, you know, side of things. Grass is always greener on the other side of the septic tank. (laughs) As Irma Bombeck said. The other one she said I loved, she had another, that was the name of one of her books. And the other one was, if life is a bowl of cherries, what am I doing in the pits? (laughs) She was so funny. She was, God bless her soul. I love her so much. I was, I went to see the uh, Rose Parade in Pasadena when I was 16 years old and she was there and I just, uh, it filled me with so much joy to see her smile at me. It was like such an amazing experience. You know, it happened for two seconds. I'm sure she doesn't even remember me, you know, even with her, you know, perspective from heaven, she probably doesn't remember me at all, but it really made me happy because I read so many of her books when I was a kid. My stepmom always had them lying around. And so I read them. Uh, It's probably one of the reasons I have such a strange sense of humor, but (laughs) uh, growing up in the seventies also will tend to do that to you. I think something about chewing on the plastic that has lead in it and all that polyester clothing. I think it warped people's minds from that that era. (laughs) But I want you guys to consider getting a different perspective before you judging something good or bad. You know, you can love the president as a human being, as a soul, like truly love him. See, now I started to tell you the story and this is going to maybe put it into perspective for you why I started doing this. Because even though um, I thought I was pretty enlightened, I mean, I wasn't awake completely. I was awakening. I wasn't completely where I am now. But I was, you know, everyone likes to think they're awake and are woke. (laughs) That's a whole nother (laughs) <laughs> whole nother thing, but it's kind of similar. It's, it's, it's all related. So I hated, 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 hated W and God forgive me. I hated this guy so much. And I was asleep 
and I had a dream. I had a dream that Brother Yeshua came to me and he sat me down and he said, Little sister, you don't know these men. I'm like, Yeah, I don't want you. I hate them. But little sister, you don't know these men. Why are you wasting your time hating people you don't even know, that you've never, ever met, that you never will meet in your lifetime? I'm like, yeah, but, you know, he did this and he did that and they did this and they said that. And he said, little sister, take a deep breath and tell me once again, please tell me, little sister, why are you allowing these men whose lives have nothing to do with your life directly? Why are you allowing these men to rob you of your peace. I'm going to say that again because it's important to get this. And I'm going to ask you directly, my dear listeners, when you get angry at anyone in your life, anyone on the news, any politician, anyone, period, in this world, even if it's the devil himself, Why are you allowing that entity, being, or person, or group? Why are you allowing anything or anyone to rob you of your peace? Another thought I'm going to leave you with is something that God told me directly. He said to me while I was in deep meditation one day, years ago, right after I converted to Islam, actually, and I was praying on my rug and I was really um, focused on my prayer just trying to have that communal moment with the one will, the great divine. And he explained something to me. God said to me, you know, there are so many people that are judgmental. And one of the things that you've had to work on in your life and that everyone has to is to get over judging others. Jesus said, judge not lest ye be judged. But the last part of the judgment that you need to get over the most is the judging of yourself. Because what you need to understand, my child, is that you are from me. You are made from love. Everyone you see is made from love. The sun does not shine greater on another person than you. I love Oprah Winfrey with all my heart. I wish she was our president. But with all of her money and all of her beauty inside and out, the sun does not shine on her head more than it would shine on mine or yours if we were all standing in the same area. 
because God shines his light directly on us equally. We are loved equally because we are made from the creator in the likeness and the image of the one will. I recognize that this uh, episode of Metaphysical Soul Speak is probably a little bit more like going to a church (laughs) than normal, but I just was so moved by that news clip that I just had to. So continuing on with what God had told me years ago, he said, listen, When you judge yourself, that is the greatest sin that there is because you are going against my opinion of you. In my opinion, you are pure love and you are perfect when you are connected to that perfect love that I am in you. When you judge yourself, you are in, you are committing the gravest error, the gravest sin against God. That is when you are completely in the wrong is when you're judging yourself, when you're down on yourself, when you're slut shaming yourself or body shaming yourself or beating yourself up for not winning in one aspect of life or another whether you didn't win your soccer match today or you didn't win an account or you have no money in your bank account. When you judge yourself in any of these ways, when, when a lover leaves you, when your boyfriend or your girlfriend breaks up with you, when your marriage ends, even if you get cancer, If you get so sick and you can't recover from it and you start beating yourself up and judging yourself, that is a sin against God because you are God. Do you understand? When you judge another person, that's also a sin against God because guess what? They too are God. See, because we're all equal. We're all here having this experience. We're here to gain experience for the knowledge God already has. We're playing a role. We're playing a part. We're trying to see what does it feel like. But when you wake up and when you are a woke person and you realize that you are that one will, it does not make you feel greater than everybody else. It makes you feel more humble than you can ever imagine. You are no better or no worse than anyone else on this planet or in this world or in this galaxy or in this universe or in this series of universes or in this dimension or in all of the dimensions. We're just here to have the damn experience. I don't know. I hope that helps. I hope that whatever I've said here today, I think a little bit I'm channeling God for you. And I'm bringing up times in which God has spoken through me. I've said some of these things to people before. I've written some of these things before. In my first 
incarnation of metaphysical soul speak when it was a radio show. I mentioned this before. Some of these things, some of these ideas. One time a friend of mine, it was, he's an alcoholic and he's still an alcoholic and I still, I love him with all my heart. We're still friends. Haven't seen him in a long time. About five or six years it's been, but he was judging himself and God spoke through me and told him, stop judging yourself. You're going against God when you're judging yourself because you are God. And I could prove it to you with your own religion. You're Christian. It says right in the Bible, you're created in the image and the likeness of your creator. And Jesus said, judge not lest you be judged. Don't judge yourself. Just be in touch. God, I mean, Jesus said, I and my father are one. He wasn't trying to say that he's the only important son of God and the rest of us are his ugly stepchildren, bastard kids that he doesn't give a crap about. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm paraphrasing Reverend Ike. God bless him and God rest his soul. I'm paraphrasing some things I've heard from him. I don't know. You guys will learn the more that I get into this show, the more metaphysical soul speak episodes I record that I take ideas from all over the place and I combine it into one thing a lot. I'm an INTJ. I, my personality, I'm like the architect. Sometimes I think I'm an INFJ, but I don't know in the, um, I don't remember the name of that, but you know, the personality typing, there's like 16 personality types, you know? So, um, I feel like I might have a way of, of, uh, putting things into perspective. Hopefully I'm hoping this is true. This is going to resonate with some of you and some of you might not like it. That's okay. Take what serves you best and brings you to your highest, best self. I'm a little more serious in this one too, aren't I? I just realized I laughed a little bit, but not a lot. Not like usual. (laughs) So the show for today, I'm going to have to put off until Sunday. Tomorrow we have coming up another Reverend Marion Jones story. I have another month or two months worth of stories about her. So probably going to um, do that every Saturday. So I hope that I've given you some food for thought. Love yourself. Love each other. If you don't like someone, you don't have to listen to them. You don't like someone, you don't have to uh, judge them. In fact, don't judge them. It'll come right back on you like a boomerang. Don't judge them. Don't hate them. Don't have any negative emotion. Don't have any opinion at all. And don't allow people to have opinions of you that are negative. And don't allow people's good or bad opinions sway you in either way. Just love yourself and know that God loves you. And if you and God share the same opinion, you're never going to be in the wrong. And again, when I say God, I mean... The great spirit, Allah, goddess, God, the one true uh, creator, the divine will, whatever you want to call it, the universe, universal will. 
you know, jaw, ra. <laughs> There's all kinds of, of syllables that we use in our languages. Dios, you know, all the different syllables and words and letters that we create to describe that that cannot be named. The Holy Tao, you know. So just focus on love, 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 love. There's nothing else. Honestly, there's nothing else. So with that, with those hopefully words of what I consider to be wisdom, hopefully you do too, with my words of wisdom, my pearls, let them not be cast before swine today. I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Until next time. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.